Well, good morning, and uh, as mentioned, I'm Pastor Dave, and this morning's message won't look quite the same as normal. We're going to have a kind of a mixed message. We're going to have, I'm going to invite our youth intern, Joy Dirksen, up here, and she's going to be sharing the first part. Uh, today, we're going to be sharing about investing in others, and Joy's got a specific message that God's put on her heart that uh, she feels she wants to share with you. You know, in the the idea of investment, a few weeks ago, Pastor Al uh, shared about um, stewarding our time, uh, talents, and treasures, and uh, in, we're investing in those. Then very much we're going to focus on that and in investing our time, talent, and treasures today. So I'm going to ask Joy to uh, share what's on her heart, and then I'll come up and finish the message. Is this thing working? First time using a wireless mic. Okay. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed my time um, here at Choshu Baptist. I've had multiple times of sharing at the youth group, and this is uh, my first time sharing on a Sunday. So I am a little nervous, so just bear with me. So I'm just going to open it up in prayer. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, please give me the uh, uh, words to say, and that I would speak clearly, and let us be open to what you have to say today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So back in the early 2000s, when I was in junior high, uh, those were the good old days of crazy youth group games. I'll never forget the youth pastor taking a Happy Meal and then putting it in the blender, blending it up, and then getting the students to drink it. Don't worry, I didn't drink it. Uh, <laughs> sure, you did. Um, over over my t- over the years of uh, youth group, I've had several influences, um, but one youth leader sticks out. Her name is Charity. She took an interest in me and kind of took me under her wing and taught me what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Leaders would come and go. But I am grateful for all the leaders who poured, who took the time to um, pour into my life. And today I would like to share to you um, the importance of discipleship with the youth and what it looks like today. In the Bible, there are many examples of discipleship throughout Scripture, even in the Old Testament. So with like Moses and Joshua, uh, Moses discipled Joshua to be the next leader of Israel. In the New Testament, Jesus had 12 disciples, which he poured into regularly. And these disciples, most of them probably would have been in their teen years or early 20s. And he, and some of these disciples would have, um, where was I going with that? Anyways, back up. Um, sorry, a little nervous. So I'm just going to be focusing on uh, Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. So if you could please open your Bibles to that, and I will read that passage in a moment. So Jesus would send his disciples to make more disciples. And uh, this was not long after uh, Jesus had risen from the dead. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary discovered the empty tomb and that Jesus was now alive. The two Marys rushed over to the disciples to tell them of this good news. 
the disciples met Jesus in Galilee, in one of the mountains that he told them where to go. This is where Jesus gave the disciples the Great Commission. Now, let's take a look at Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. There should be a... There isn't? Okay. It'll be in your Bibles. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, um, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am always with you to the very end of the age. Now, this was quite the miraculous moment that had taken place. Jesus had literally just risen from the dead and is now meeting with his disciples. Let us focus on what Jesus means about making disciples. When Jesus said in verse 18, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, these words claim that he always was and always will be their master. Jesus being their master brings guidance and meaning to their lives. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. These words were foundational to the disciples. Uh, Personal security and for the commission. And with that, when we disciple others, we have to remember that Jesus is the ultimate authority. And we must speak it in truth and show it by our actions. In verse 19, is this is where we find the commandment to make more disciples. According to scholars, this is the third time that this Greek verb has been used in the book of Matthew. The first two uses were used to say to become a disciple, but the major difference in the third time being used is that it's focusing on calling everybody to make disciples under the authority of Christ. Jesus in this passage is calling to make disciples of all nations. But some scholars have interpreted that this is only with the Gentiles and not the Jews. But Jesus is quite clear that this includes everyone. So what does it mean when discipling the youth? Well, we have to be in constant check when we're speaking in truth and that we're honoring Jesus. In today's youth culture, teens are constantly being bombarded with information. A lot of it is false teaching. We don't even have to go looking for it. It's all over social media. The majority goes unnoticed, and some false teachings we have accepted without giving it much thought. We need followers of Jesus who are committed doing kingdom work to disciple the youth. Now, back when I was in high school, unfortunately, my church was going through a major church split, and the youth group at time was going through major changes. And uh, as a result of the church split, unfortunately, the youth pastor left, and we were left without a leader. Uh, the youth leaders did their best to disciple us and guide us, uh, at one point, we even had a temporary youth pastor. He did his best, but it was really hard for us youth. There was a lot of hurt. A lot of my friends had left the church and started to go to other youth groups. So I was left there stuck, not knowing what to do. Eventually, I made the difficult decision to leave that church and start attending um, a new youth group. And when I arrived, I have never been so welcomed into a new community. I felt like I truly belonged. 
Another youth leader during that time stuck out to me. Her name was Lauren. She took a special interest in me and discipled me with my walk in Jesus, with Jesus. Without her, I don't know if I would even want to become a youth pastor. So I want to challenge you all to disciple the youth. There are students here at Trochu Baptist and also in the community who need us to pour into their lives. Uh, my heart as the youth intern is to disciple the students. I've been mainly working with the junior high girls, and they have been a blessing. <laughs> a little rambunctious sometimes, but, you know, especially, you know, Bethany over here. <laughs> um, but it's been great. And, um, yeah, they're they're amazing, and I love watching them grow and learn more. Um, I had a really cool moment the other night on Friday where... Um, one of the girls seemed a little panicked. And so I sat down beside her and I talked with her. Um, I even got to pray with her. And it was just such a cool God moment. And uh, that the fact that he was able to use me to help minister to this girl. I think that's what discipleship means, is meeting them where they're at. And like a shepherd, I want to feed and lead and protect my sheep. I want to lead and point them towards the gospel, whether that's through my actions or my words. As for feeding them, they need to be fed spiritually. But I also want them to learn to spiritually feed themselves. I know I cannot protect them from anything, from sorry, everything. Keeping them in a bubble would not be beneficial for them. I want to do my best to protect them from harmful things when they are under my care. But I also want to teach them to protect themselves from spiritual attacks, other lies and traps in this world. But most importantly, when teaching them and training them, is to show them the love of Jesus, as Jesus commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves. So I want to challenge you all to disciple the teens. For some of them, they'll be future leaders and missionaries, and even being a light in their places of work. So some examples, um, this can be very practically. So, like you can even go for a walk with one of them, or out for coffee. I know COVID... Um, restrict some of those things, but I challenge you to think creatively and think of ways you can minister to the youth, even if it's through prayer. Uh, some, and then if you want to get involved at all with the church, um, we do need some help on Friday nights, if you would like, or um, even coming during the lunch hour during the week through, I think, Tuesday to Friday afternoons. Uh, we hang out with the youth, and uh, they can get their concession. And if you have any ideas of what, um, of how you'd like to minister or disciple the youth, you can talk to Pastor A, Dave and Pastor Al, and we would love to uh, talk with you with that. Um, yeah, and also another example, even not in within the church, um, you can even be a lunch monitor um, at one of the schools. Uh, that's another practical thing that you could do. But this is not meant to guilt trip or saying that everybody needs to. I know that we all have busy lives and other things that God has called us to do. But if you have the opportunity to do so, um, I would really encourage you to take it. So I'm just going to call up uh, Pastor Dave to take on the last bit of the message.
Thank you, Joy. I know Joy has a huge heart for the youth and just pouring into their lives. And for her, it's been a tremendous blessing to be here as a youth intern. She's helped out. She's a student at Prairie. Uh, she's originally from Vancouver or the Abbotsford area specifically. And she's just come here. She came here the second semester of her first year, and she just continued to stick with us. And uh, she's enjoyed being a part of our body as well and just meeting a number of you. You know, when Joy was speaking, I just thought of a, some other things about discipleship in, in the youth ministry area specifically. Uh, we, we talk about investing into the lives of young people, and you think sometimes when you think of a project, you have to take them from A to Z uh, and go through the whole um, gambit. But really, sometimes discipleship is just you might be building into the kingdom just one piece of in their lives. You You know them for a specific period of time. And you can just, what can you invest into their life? And I think of one awesome area that the, some of the ladies, uh, the ladies Bible study has done is they, they ask for pictures of our youth and uh, ways they can pray for them. So there's a number of the people in the church and ladies Bible study who have pictures of the youth and are praying for them. And that's just an awesome commitment to pray for them. And just some of them have asked me questions to get involved in their lives, giving them little gifts, encouragement cards. And different things. So that's an incredible investment into the life of a uh, young person and an incredible investment into the kingdom. I know that uh, the investment into the lives of young people is valued in our church when I see uh, the way I see the interest in our youth program. I have people come and ask me about what's happening in the youth or how they can pray. But I also know because we've taken on a youth intern, we've taken on two youth interns in in fact, we had uh, Ian before, and now we've had have Joy, and I know both of them have ex- appreciated that experience, and uh, it's been a tremendous uh, impact in the, into their lives. Joy shared uh, with us about discipleship, specifically into the lives of young people, and it, an investment, an investment that costs us time, talent, and our treasures. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit and look at a different type of investment. I want to look at, um, now I'd like to look at an investment that all of us can have. Now, not all of us are necessarily called to youth ministry. All of us can have an impact in the youth ministry, but all of us, I'm, I want you to open your Bibles to Acts 2.42. Acts chapter 2, verses, verse 42. And just, Really simple today. Just really, really simple. But Acts 2.42 says, They were continually devoted, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. This was the early church. And four elements marked their meetings. Teaching, prayer, fellowship, and sharing in meals, including communion. All of those are, I would say, are essential in our churches today. But today I want to just share about just one of those elements, which is fellowship. I want to share about how fellowship is an investment. About a year ago, when all the lockdowns started happening, um, and we had to start limiting our numbers that we had in church, the I think the numbers that we had for our, our church was about 
15 or 20 people that we were allowed in the building at a time. And, and that was pretty well the people who were putting on the service, you know, between the, the people in the sound room and the uh, worship teams and a couple other people. They were, that was all we could have. And I remember it was about 10:15, and I had seen Marlon in the, the foyer. And at this time, normally people would be bustling in the foyer and the sanctuary and it just didn't seem right. There's just something missing. And I just like, it just, it just got to me because I didn't, I'm so used to having everybody around and people visiting and finding out how their weeks were. And there was something, it just didn't seem right. And it didn't seem like the church, like, like the church was supposed to be. Not having everybody together. It just, there's just something that doesn't seem right about it. Over the course of the pandemic, I can't count the number of times that I've heard people say, oh, well, you don't have to be in a building to go to church, or the church is so much more than a building. While, while it is true that the church is not limited to the, the building of Troshi here, the, the church is the body of Christ, of course, and we know that. But followers of Christ are the church. Each one of us, wherever we go, we represent Jesus. This being said, when believers meet, it's typically in a building. And, uh, so through the pandemic, it's been no, there's been no shortage of sermons online that we can take in. You can go wherever you want. I mean, the wonders of technology, our sermon rate, service right now goes around the world. And that's amazing. But you can also take in the service at, you know, Saddleback Church or um, Andy Stanley's church or wherever you want, you can take in a, a sermon from. And so the church is so much more than just a message. You can go anywhere for a message. But there's so much more to the to what church is. We are so thankful to have this technology to, to gather from our homes to worship our, our God, be challenged by the word, and as well as enter corporate prayer. Well, being thankful to have online church, uh, it misses out on a big part, I believe, which is fellowship. So what is fellowship? Fellowship is the gathering of believers to build up and encourage one another. Fellowship is an expressly Christian event. It's not merely friendship that we have. Now, the... As often happens, the, these terms, you know, they'll float into the, the world has, they say, oh, we're going to have a fellowship. But it's not the same. It's just an event. But we are meeting with an express purpose to build each other up. I've seen fellowship as, I see fellowship as an investment. It involves your time, treasure, and talents. It is an investment of your life into other believers' lives. It's having your life open and vulnerable to others. As a believer, we're a family. Here to care for one another. If one is suffering, we're all suffering. As we meet with each other, building each, into each other's lives, we give each other permission to speak into each other's life for the building up of the kingdom and the building up of ourselves and our faith. Encouraging each other to press on, to follow the Lord. Now, the, the Bible says that we are the body of Christ. Now, if you imagine from, well, the Bible 
speaks about if you the hand can't operate without the rest of the body. If you're just to take the hand, if you're a hand, you can't go far without the arm. You can't even move without the arm. The arm can't go anywhere without the rest of the body because you need legs to get around and move around and take you to where you need to use that hand. So each part of the body is vital. And we wouldn't say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm a hand, but I don't need the rest of the body. That's kind of absurd to even think that we would think that way. And during this time of the pandemic, we're so very much very isolated and we're not designed to that to be that way we're designed to be to act together as a body it can be e- so easily to disconnect from the body and then fall away i believe the author of hebrews knew the importance of fellowship as he encouraged us in hebrews 10:25 not forsaking our own assembly together as it is the habit, habit of some but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. If we are really connected to other believers, it becomes, sorry, if we are not really connected to other believers, it becomes easier to disconnect from the church. Especially during this time of meeting for online church, I've heard, I've talked to numerous pastors where people from their congregation have taken a break from church and just given up on church completely with no plans of coming back. During this this pandemic, we have to be even more intentional with invest, the investment of fellowship. As we do not meet physically together as we normally do, we have a, a, a few people that are able to be in the building together, but it's not the same. It's not the where everybody can be together it's just not the same. So I want to encourage you to reach out to those who you connected with before when we could all meet together. Give them a phone call. Write them in an encouragement card. Then reach out to those who are, are part of our local body but you never really connected with before. Find a way to build them up in their faith and make them feel cared about. Help them to feel vital because each of us are vital to the body of Christ. We each play a part. I think it's too easy to, to slip out and not feel like we're a part. We, we come, I know there's, there's, there's some people who just slip out each week and they've never talked to anybody. And that's, that's a shame because each of you are so vital to the body of Christ here. When the restrictions lift and we can meet all meet physically together again. And make sure that you come back to church. Don't just continue to view online, which we have an awesome ministry to have online services. And for those who can't get out and for those who are away from Choshu, that's awesome. But when we're able to meet all together, I encourage you, come back together. Let's, let's be a body together. Come and connect with those, with others you've never had fellowship with before. Uh, catch those who would normally dart right out after the service. And don't be those who would leave without speaking to others. Letting others be a part of your life. This isn't easy. It's not, um, it's not easy at all. But things of value rarely are easy. 
in the movie The Gladiator, which I don't necessarily encourage everyone to to watch, but it, there's a line that stuck out to me when I had watched it a long time ago. There was a Roman centurion turned gladiator, gladiator, and he's going out into the ring for battle with a number of other slaves turned fighters. And as they go out, they're kind of circled together, and he said, whatever happens, stay together. Whatever happens, stay together. COVID has the potential to disrupt the body of Christ. The enemy would use it to pick off the weak. More than ever, we need to stay the course. Building, Building each other up, loving one another, that no one would be taken away from our body. Fellowship is an investment of eternal proportions. We invest in what we value. People are of eternal value. Eternal value and worth. And we need to do what it takes to put in, to pour into them. Scripture reminds us again and again to love other, other believers. Lover, love, loving other believers isn't always easy. It's not always neat and tidy. People are messy. Situations can be complicated. And they can cause us to be divided. All the more reason we need to love and forgive others. Fellowship will take work. You know, we could choose to just fellowship with those we get along with. But we have to make the effort to fellowship with those who is, it's hard sometimes. This investment will show the rest of the world that we are followers of Jesus. Today, Joy talked about the investment of discipleship, specifically into the lives of youth, challenging all of us to be intentionally involved in the lives of young people, the young people of our youth group. Some of them you see here in the sanctuary today. Some of them you'll only see on if you came out on Friday night. But we want to encourage you to help them grow deeper with Jesus. Following, I've encouraged you to see fellowship as an investment. These investments will cost you your time, your talents, and your treasure. And I encourage you encourage you to continually commit all of that those your time your talent and your treasures to Jesus and saying Jesus how would you see fit for me to use these in your kingdom all of this poured into the kingdom of God along with other kingdom investments now as we go from this place today make these investments a priority into your life I call up the worship team as I uh, close in prayer Father God, thank you so much for your love and your care for us. God, I just pray as we continue to minister in your kingdom here, especially during this time of, of COVID, God, we pray that you would help us to be a light in our community, that we go go forth and uh, fellowship with other believers and that we would not forsake meeting with others. God, we pray that we could seek out those who would be isolated and build into their lives and that they wouldn't miss out on that fellowship that we all we all need God we just ask that as we go you go with us that your face would shine upon us and that we would have your confidence and your boldness with us 
Jesus' name, amen.